You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Today is Thursday, February 15th. I'm Catherine Rose, and I'm here this morning talking with Kay Kreiss about an event happening this weekend, the Electrification Expo. Good morning. Good morning to you. Thanks for coming in this morning, and I'm really excited to talk to you about the Expo and learn a little bit more about it. So I guess... First off, why why did this event get organized? What's what is it? Well, we know that global heating um, is increasing faster than scientists had predicted, and it's causing terrible, severe weather and problems all over the world in terms of droughts and wildfires and crop failures, migration. And we know that that heating is due to burning fossil fuels primarily. And so uh, we really want to decrease our use of burning fossil fuels um, because the carbon dioxide that's produced is a greenhouse gas and warms the earth. And we know that in Sitka, we're lucky to have clean electricity made from hydropower that doesn't have any carbon footprint. Um, But we still use a lot of fossil fuels in Sitka for heating, for cooking our food, for uh, fueling our cars. And we could decrease our fossil fuel footprint if we electrify those things that are easy to electrify, like home heating. And the Electrification Expo, and we'll talk a little more about exactly what that's going to look like in a minute, but that was organized by Transition Sitka, right? Yeah, Transition Sitka was uh, formed about a little over two years ago, and it's uh, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization. And those people who who uh, founded it and have have been active members, you know, want to help Sitka uh, basically prepare for the energy transition that we know has to occur if we're going to protect our Earth. Um, so. Um, you know, our first uh, objective is to decrease Sitka's carbon footprint. Um, we know that fossil fuels are a limited resource. We should be preserving them for the sectors that are really hard to electrify or decarbonize. And we also uh, want to help Sitka, you know, approach a balance with the natural world um, where we can meet the needs of our ecosystems and the needs of all of humanity to live a healthful, you know, satisfying life. So back to this weekend, the expo is happening on Saturday. Can you give me a little bit of a rundown? What's it going to look like and and where can people find more information about it? Right. The expo is at Centennial Hall and uh, runs from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's free. Uh, there are two aspects to it. We're, we're actually having two rooms this year. One room is an exhibitor's room, and we have about 14 tables at the exhibitor's room that will be uh, staffed by heat pump installers, uh, people who have information about financing uh, their energy transition. Um, we have fr- uh, refreshments that uh, home home baked cookies that that are going to be there, uh, and then we have another room. And every half hour, uh, we will have uh, a short presentation. Three of them are by people who actually are coming into Sitka for this purpose. So we have the person who heads construction for the University of Alaska Southeast in Juneau. Uh, we have 
um, a, a trainer who works for uh, the pipe fitters and plumbers union. Um, and we have someone from the Alaska Center for Energy and Power who's going to be talking about solar panels and batteries and how they're applicable in southeast Alaska. Um, then we have uh, other presenters as well who are going to be talking about weatherization. Um, let's see, what are our other topics? Oh, uh, we have Stephen Rhodes from the Seafood Producers Co-op, and he's going to be talking about how he got a USDA grant that is basically providing 50% of his cost in uh, heating and uh, weatherizing the Seafood Producers uh, Co-op. Uh, we have um, a person who is involved in home heating assessments for Alaska Heat Smart that prepares uh, homeowners and renters for heat pumps. And we have somebody who is expert in some of the new uh, heat pump capabilities for actually doing hydronic systems for people who have uh, heat in um, their, you know, under their floors, um, which is a fairly new use for heat pumps. You know, there's a lot of interest in electric vehicles, too, in Sitka. I know that our electric vehicle fleet in, in town has grown over the last decade. But what are some of the barriers to, to electrifying, you know, Sitka's homes and cars? Well, I think there are short-term barriers and there are long-term barriers. One of the short-term barriers is that we don't seem to have enough electricians to do speedy panel upgrades, and that's true all over the United States. People have actually uh, estimated that we need a million more electricians in the United States to really um, to really service the energy transition that we have to have if we're going to protect uh, the earth from the severe weather we're experiencing. And so one of the things we're doing at this year's expo is uh, trying to have content that will be useful to high school students and junior college students to consider um, careers in the, in the trades. With apprenticeship programs, um, high school students can and start earning money as apprentices right out of high school and their uh, education and training is paid for. And certainly we know from the bills that we get from our, um, from the companies that are installing heat pumps or handling electrical upgrades that, you know, the pay is good. Um, so that's sort of a short-term issue that we're trying to address with the expo. Last year at our first expo, we actually had a table for electric bikes and electric vehicles, but there wasn't as much uh, interest in that, and we decided we were going to concentrate on home heating and hot water heating this year. I think in the long run, there's another barrier uh, to electrification. Um, as I said earlier, we're lucky to have hydropower, but that hydropower is dependent on the levels of the dams, and we don't know how climate change is, is going to affect both the melting of glaciers that feed those dams and our weather. We don't know whether we're going to have a series of dry years that could really impair the amount of hydropower we have. And uh, in the fall last year, we got a report from the National Renewable Energy Lab that had been um, providing technical assistance to our electric department, which said we didn't have enough hydropower in a 
series of dry years to electrify all the home heating and all the land transportation that could be electrified. So we know that uh, if we had a series of dry years and we don't know how to predict that, we need to be planning for other sources of renewable power. Um, that's not a problem right now, but it would be a problem in the next five to 10 years if everybody decided to electrify. And so, you know, that's the other long-term barrier that we need to be planning for. And there are two ways of dealing with that. One is we need to be efficient in our use. Efficiency would mean replacing baseboard electric heating with heat pumps because heat pumps are much more efficient. Um, and secondly, we need to prioritize how we want to use our electric power. Do we want to electrify the cruise ship docks before or instead of electrifying home heating? That would certainly impact what people's cost of living would be in Sitka. Um, or do we want to really preserve our hydropower for the people who need to electrify their home heating in order to avoid the cost of fuel oil as it increases? Um, so. That's the, um, those are the barriers that I see. Right now, I think we need to electrify everything we can in order to lower Sitka's carbon footprint because that's important for everybody on Earth. So this Saturday, an opportunity for Sitkins to get together and talk more about that. It sounds like a lot of different you know, areas of discussion around, around electrification. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? No, I think this has been good. We hope to see a lot of people there.